0: How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling.
1: I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children.
0: Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within.
1: Welcome to the storytelling loop with Joseph Saracy.
0: Hey, I want to tell you a story about sledding. Do you like to go sledding? I like to go sledding. The kids like to go sledding. We go sledding out here as much as we can. And we were out the other day having a good time. The kids were sledding down the hill and bonking into each other. And you know how it is. It's like, At first, everybody's going down, but then everybody's just purposely falling over and hitting each other. It's good times. Well, we did that for, man, it seemed like hours. And uh, finally, everybody's soaked, and we all go home. And my daughter and I came back home. We said bye to the other kids. And uh, we got in at night, and, you know, we're in our house and warming up, and had some hot tea some dinner read some books at night well that night I was going out to put the chickens away they have a little coop and I gotta close the door at night and I'm uh I'm the kind of guy that doesn't I, I don't I won't use a flashlight I just walk in the dark and um but you know I always trip on something or hit my head on the doorpost and uh you know and then I get real angry but then I laugh too and I don't know, somehow like that, and um, I'm banging around, moving the fence and trying to get in, and out of the corner, I hear this voice, hey, Joe, I, I, I turned and looked, and um, it was Raccoon, hey, I said, what, uh, <laughs> are you uh, over here to eat the uh, leftover chicken feed or are you trying to get one of the chickens oh no no i'm i'm mostly just uh looking for little bits of scraps on the ground that kind of thing i don't really go after the chickens you know unless i'm real hungry Mm Hmm. i said okay well anyways nice to see you but i think i'm gonna be moving on and i latched the door of the coop oh wait a minute uh said raccoon, Joe, you know, I was, I was watching you and the kids sledding earlier in the day and uh, man, it just looked like so much fun. You know, raccoons we're we tend to be active at night. So during the daytime, I was, I was curled up under a bush nearby on the hill. You guys didn't notice me, but I was under there watching you. Oh, I look fun. And uh, I thought, "Mm -hmm, I would like to go sledding sometime. And actually after you left and it got dark, there was an old piece of cardboard nearby and, uh, I dragged it up to the top of the hill and sat on it, gave myself a little push and, Ooh, I went down hill, and I was like, Oh my God, this is so great. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, it was, it was wonderful. But then, poof, you know, bam. I hit this hill right at the bottom and just slumped my face right into the snow. And now I'm all cold and snowy, stuck on my whiskers and in my ears and I'm brushing it off. And I look down and you know what I see? What? I said. Well, Joe, it was an anthill. You know how those anthills are? They're like pyramids out here. And this this is true. The ants out here build these huge pyramids kind of cone shaped out of these little tiny stones and they're big. So they're sometimes real big. Well, I saw that anthill Joe and I was looking, I was a little dazed cause I just got womped from the sledding and, uh, out of the top comes this tiny little ant and I'm watching and, uh, you know, I could see that it's cold, not, my first thought is, what is this ant doing out here? Oh, and I'm feeling bad. I think I hit the nest. I woke them up. What am I going to do? But out comes another one. And this one has a little scarf wrapped around its neck. Little red one. And uh, it's passing something out to the other. And the other grabs them and puts it on its feet. They're putting on little booties on their feet. And I'm thinking, oh man, ant booties, that's great. And uh, so I'm watching them and then he passes out a little, you know, the, the chickens, Joe, those, the little feathers that come off, they must've found some of the feathers and they made little jackets out of them, um, the down inside. And so each of these ants had a little down jacket, they had little booties, they had a little scarf. One of them had a, little green hat on. Oh, man. So I'm watching. I'm wondering what's going on. And um, then I see the first one pull this thing out from the center of the anthill. And um, it's a little sled. They must have made it out of like, it looks like it was a leftover foil wrapper or something. Maybe from like a piece of candy. I'm not sure what. But uh, they had shaped it into this little sled and they set it up at the top of the hill. The first one got in the front and there was one behind. She gave it a little push and then jumped on and then the two of them rode down the hill and it looked so sweet and they started going a little bit faster, a little bit faster. They got to the bottom and poof, the same thing, Joe, the same thing that happened to me. You know, I could see they just flew off Boom! Faces right in the snow, and they, like, looked up. But they were laughing. You know, they were having a good time. That's cool. Well, they started turning around and dragging the sled back to the top, and I heard the one say, let's find a bigger hill. And see, I know a little bit what that's like, because actually, Joe, I've, I've been sledding before. You know, and sometimes when you find that good hill, you go a few times and it's, it's good. And then you think, oh, I know this bigger hill. Let's go to this bigger hill. It'll be even longer and faster and funner. So they turned and looked up at the same hill, Joe, that you and the kids had been sledding on during the day. And I thought, no, there ain't no way they're going to get to the top of that hill. You know, they're just ants. It's going to take them about, what, half an hour. 45 minutes took a couple days to get up there so i was being real secret because that's kind of how raccoons do it you know but i said hey ants you going to the top of that hill and they turned and looked at me kind of surprised they're a little bit scared at first but then they smiled and they said yeah are you going that way and uh so I said, oh, I'll give you a ride. Come on, I'll get up there real quick. So they jumped up on my back with their little sled. And I grabbed mine, a little cardboard thing, and I scurried up to the top of the hill. And I set them down, you know, I picked them, these little, little ants, and I set them down next to me and I said, you guys go first. I won't go. I don't want to, you know, crush you. And they uh, so said, okay, that's really nice. So the first climbed on the sled And the second one got on, and I said, do you guys want to push? Oh, yeah. Well, all right. So, you know, I got my little claw out, my little toe, and I just gave him a little nudge. And, uh. They started just drifting down, going down the hill. Those ants are just going and they're getting kind of fast and it's going faster. And I'm like, whoa, look at them go, look at them go. And they're hitting all the different ridges and bumps and they're like, boom, and they're jumping and flipping and flopping. But they're staying on that sled, they're holding on tight. I'm like, go, no, go, you can do it. They get to the bottom they hit their anthill instead of going like face plant first they go they hit up it and it's like the biggest jump and they're flying in the air and i'm like yeah but they're just shooting up into the air and they're going and going and going because it's like they're little ants and so i jump on my sled and i'm like wait guys and so i'm sledding down after them and i'm watching them in the air And eventually, as I'm halfway down, slipping and sliding, I see them in the air. And then I see this little cloud of snow go poof somewhere way off in the distance. I hit the anthill again and boom, you know, face right in the snow. Same thing as last. Oh, man, this time I'm getting up and my bones are weary. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm an old raccoon. I've been around a little bit. And I'm like, all right. But I drag myself. I'm walking through the snow, walking through the snow, looking for where I saw, I thought I saw them land. And I finally get up there and there's the two little ants just laughing and giggling, having a good time. They're rolling over in the snow and stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, I just filled my heart, you know, seeing those little ants. You guys are never out in the winter, I said, you know, or I thought you weren't, you know. I, I, t- I usually only see it in the summer, and I thought you guys were sleeping basically all winter long. Oh yeah, they said, you know, most of the time. But I've always heard the kids talk about sledding, and and so we wanted to come out and try it out. And oh my god, this is the best thing ever! And uh, so I was smiling, and they were smiling. I was like, yeah, 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 it was cool. You want to try it again? And they were like, yeah. But are there any hills that are even bigger? I thought to myself, well, you know what? There's this one section of the road that's it's like always in the shade, and they don't plow the roads out here that much, and it's kind of hilly. So, because it's in the shade, well, it just stays slick and icy for a long time. And I said, well, it's a, you know, it's about half a mile away. It's a good walk, but you know, for an ant, it would take, you know, the rest of your life. But for me, you know, whatever. we can get there in about 5 minutes or so. So the ants are like, would you take us? All right, all right, I'll take you. So ants climb on the back. I'm having a good time, you know. Ants are having a good time. I'm like, hey, this is, you know, moon's coming up. The snow's out. All the people are asleep. And uh, we're climbing across the fields. A little chilly. It's quiet. Looking at the snow. It's magical. And the ants are just like, wow. Where did all these crystals come from? What is all this like sparkling snow? We just never experienced it before. And it was beautiful. You know, when you when you walk at night and you see it reflecting off the snow and you get those like, boom, it's like, it's white. But then you get these flashes of light that are pink and yellow and green and it's sparkling. And because literally the entire earth is covered in crystals, you know, crystals of ice. And it's crunch, crunch, crunch in your feet. And so, you know, we're just enjoying it. And the two of them are laughing. And it turns out they brought some snacks along the way. And so they're kind of laughing, having a good time riding on my back. And I'm having a good time because they're having a good time, you know. And I'm, I'm feeling good about that. So eventually we make it to the top of this road. It's real slick. It's almost icy. It's more icy than it is snowy you know how that is sometimes but i get up there and it's a long long way down and we look down and i go well ants you can you can try to ride this but i'm, I'm gonna tell you you're gonna be riding this thing for like half an hour so little ants and they look at each other and they look at me and they go oh this looks great would you give us a push so they set up their little sled the first one gets on and the next one we're all wrapped up as you can see, they're getting a little bit snowy. And their jacket looks a little bit wet now. And I'm like, okay, all right, you guys stay warm. Huddle on, you on good? All right. And my little toe, I give them a little, and off they go. And now this time, I just walked. I just followed behind them. Because I didn't want to, you know, hit them with my sled or anything. And they're sledding down. And through each little groove, they're like, and they're jumping. Because you can see the tire tracks, you know, the tire tracks in the snow. And so there's all these patterns. But they're just little ants. So they, like, go up and down and over the ridge and then down and through it. And then, like, up the other side. And they're jumping and leaping in the air. And I'm just walking behind them, watching them. And, I mean, it's like the world's longest ski mogul track something. They're going down. Boom, jumping, landing, laughing, managing to hold on. They get to this one section that's really steep, and they're like, whoa, and the whole sled is shaking and rattling, and they're laughing, and I'm like, hold on, hold on, don't lose it. But they manage to hold on, and they're riding down the ridges and hitting the jumps, and then they go up this slope on the side, like they're almost sideways now, and they're going so fast, and then shaking, and they're going down, I mean, man, we haven't even made it like a quarter of the way down the hill. I'm like, this is the most exhilarating thing I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) And, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching, and they're just going. It's so rich. Like, I mean, there's so many different little tire tracks and little grooves, and there's like sticks in the way, but like somehow they managed to bounce and tumble over them. And, whoo, I mean, it goes on like that for, I'm going to tell you, it maybe was an hour. It was an hour-long ride down that hill and thankfully you know no cars came it's quiet and we got to the bottom oh man i'm just smiling i'm just like this is wonderful and the ants are sitting there laughing and playing and they're building a tiny little snow ant that's cool and finally one looks up at me and says you know that was that was really fun. Do you know any bigger hills? Now, I happen to know a couple bigger hills, and one of them is called Mount Everest. Now, I, I think you've probably heard of Mount Everest. It is the, it's the tallest mountain in the world. And so, you know, that's one. But there's another one that is called K2, right? And I'm not even talking about K2, I'm talking about OK3, which is like it's like next door to K2. And um, OK3 is almost as tall as K2. And K2 is almost as tall as Mount Everest. But here's the difference. Mount Everest, you get to the top, you go down. But before you get down to the bottom of the earth, you know, you got to go back up again. There's other mountains in the way, right? You get what I'm saying? It's a big hill. It's, It's like real high, but... You got to go up and down, up and down, right? K2 is the same way. You can't go from the top of K2 all the way down to flat land. You got to go down and then back up this mountain ridge and then kind of down and then back up this mountain and then kind of down, you know. But now OK3 is one place on the earth that from there on, it is downhill the whole way, all the way down. And I said, well, look. Honestly, I'm just a raccoon, but I've heard about OK3 and, uh, you know, we could take a trip. Well, the ants are smiling. You know, they don't really know what's involved. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't I don't even know how we're going to get there, but they're really excited now. And I'm kind of excited, too. We're having a good night. So I go, all right, well, I don't think I'm going to make it all the way to OK3 when I see in the distance a good friend of mine, the great horned owl. Great horned owl is out at night flying silently. Now, I got to tell you, most of the time I'm scared of that guy because you know what a great horned owl does? It, eat, You know, it'll eat. and Not me. Not me because I'm pretty big. But when I have little pups, pff, that great horned owl go right after my pups. That's for real. So normally I don't look kindly upon that fellow. But, uh, eh, my pups were raised out of the house by then. And so I called (whistles) to Great Horned Isle and Great Horned Isle came and perched nearby. And I said, now listen, I know, (laughs) I know this is going to sound like a funny story and all, but, uh, my friends, the ants here, have been sledding. It's the first time they've ever been sledding, and uh, we want to go sledding, but on a bigger hill. And there's this hill called OK3. But uh, I'm I'm not going to be able to make it there. Would you give us a ride? And uh, Great Horned looked at me and laughed. What?
1: <laughs>
0: you want you want me to fly you to? That's ridiculous. Well, long story short, that's what we did. Right. Ants climbed up on the back of me. Great horned owl kind of grabs hold of the scruff of my neck. Even though I'm an old raccoon, you can still kind of do that. (sighs) Flies off into the sky. It's a long way over land, over ocean, more land. It's albatross. Some kind of weird glowy thing in the ocean. I don't even know what that was. Anyways, finally, he drops us off near K2. Now, K2 was right next door. More elastic. Okay, three. So we, um, yeah, we walk a little bit further. We say, "Hey, thank you to uh, Great Horned Isle, and uh, we make our way. And now it takes a long time to climb to the top of Okay Three, but I'm pretty tough. So we climbed, and we climbed, and we climbed, and we climb. We finally got to the top. Okay, three. Bam. See, that's a that's a cool thing about mountains. Even you know, really, really tall mountains, there it's snowy all the time. Even in the middle of summer. But it's winter. There's lots of snow. We got to the top of OK3. We looked around. This is one of the tallest places on the earth. I don't know if you've ever been on top of a mountain, but it's, it's a magical experience. You look around. Snow was really all we could see. Way in the distance, you can see the kind of blue, purple color of the land. And it's still night. The moon is getting close to setting. And I say, all right, this is basically the biggest hill in the world, and uh, you want to go sledding? Let's do it. They set down their little sled. I had brought my little cardboard, little shimmy. Two of them got on. I gave them a little thumb, and they started going. I gave them a little bit of a head start so I wouldn't squish them. And then I got on my little cardboard, gave myself a little push, and we started going. Whew. you know at first it's just like smooth sailing you're just enjoying it relaxing sledding down the biggest hill on the earth having a good time and we're going and going and the ants are laughing this is great and they're hitting little jumps and landing they're getting pretty good now they've had a lot of practice i'm pretty good too and i'm able to kind of stay beside them but not squish them and i can kind of slow down and can break it a little bit so i'm riding at their pace and we're kind of swishing back and forth and back and forth and just sledding and just enjoying the time and we're going like that for hours and hours and hours and um, it's just magical you know all the things that that you see and you experience you know going past these trees we're seeing creatures we've never even seen before in the trees. I don't even know what their names are. I don't know what they were. I'm not sure if they were birds or mammals or some kind of planetary fish. Anyways, going and going and we're jumping these little jumps. And uh, about halfway down, this is like hours into the ride, we see all these little sledders. Looks like something like a mouse, but it's got a really long tail and, um, Man, there must have been hundreds of them. And they've all got these little sleds. I think they made out of bark or something. And they're sledding and hitting these little jumps and laughing and rolling and playing. Some of them are falling off, you know, in big pusses, snow, and it's pretty cool. And uh, at one time, man, there was, I think it was like wild horses or something. I'm not sure. They were running through the snow, kicking up. You know, big sprays with their feet, there must have been dozens of them and their wild manes flowing and we're still sledding having a good time. Hey there wild horses, whatever you are. yeah, good luck to you. And um we keep going and we keep going. Well, eventually I got I got tired, is the truth. and uh, I said, hey, little ants, I got, honestly, I gotta take a break, you know, I've been sledding forever. And they said, okay we'll see you later. And they, they kept going. Well, I kind of stopped my sled and I pulled up next to this tree and great horned owl was in that tree. And I said, Hey, thanks for, you know, giving us a ride out here. It's been a pretty magical night. And, um, but I'm kind of tired, you know, and I, a little bit hungry and you know what? And suddenly, Joe, I was, <laughs> I was thinking of you and the chickens, because I know you guys always got a little bit extra food out there. So I thought, would you, would you give me a ride back home? I, I, I think I've had enough. I'm I'm getting a little bit chilly with all this. And and a great horned owl said, yeah, sure. So he picked me up by the scruff of the neck again. I grabbed my little cardboard shimmy and we flew down. Now that great horned owl was fast. And, uh, you know, we're gliding through the air. It's interesting how much it's like sledding. It's like flying. It's you know, and, uh, we get up near, we're approaching the ants and we see them just sled and having a good time, goofing around. They're laughing and going and we get nearby and I shout out, Hey ants, I think I'm going home. Do you guys want to go home? Are you okay? And, uh, They shouted back, oh, no, we're great. We're great. We're totally going to do it. We're going to sled down this whole thing. I think, hey, guys, I said, you might be sledding for, like, the next few months. Yeah, no, that's okay. We're cool. We brought snacks. You brought snacks? Yeah, but they're just like ant snacks. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, sure, okay. All right, well, guys, we're going to go back home. We'll see you later. And uh, Great Horned Owl drifted up higher into the air, and I watched as the two little ants just were already a speck turned into a tinier and tinier speck going down that mountain in the snow till I couldn't see him anymore. And me and Great Warndal flew through the night sky again over the oceans. This time there were some flying fish and uh, we got back over North America, flew around and finally made it back home. And um, you know, he dropped me off near the old sledding hill that Joe, you and the kids were going down earlier. And I said, thank you. And he said, all right, I'll see you around. And, um, you know, it was about then that I, I wandered over this way looking for something to eat. And, uh, yeah, anyways, I just saw you out here, Joe with the chickens. And I thought I'd just tell you, you know, it's pretty, pretty magical. You, the way you and the kids inspired me uh, and the ants today, so I just thought I'd share that story with you. And um, <laughs> you know, I was I was stunned. I'm I'm sitting here thinking, that's a that's a lot of sledding. That's pretty cool. And uh, I asked the raccoon. I said, "Well, where are the ants right now?" And the raccoon said, "Well, hey Joe, look, those ants will be sledding." for the next few years probably because it's downhill all the way all the way around the entire earth it's so downhill that by the time you get around to the other side of the earth it's still downhill so you can ride that sledding hill for the rest of your life so i thought to myself someday i'm gonna go down that hill so I say goodnight. Raccoon, I'll see you later. Don't eat my chickens. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And I came inside and tucked my daughter in the bed. I sang her this song. The ants go sledding one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. The ants go sledding one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. The ants go sledding one by one The little one stops to hit that jump And they all go sledding down to OK3 And that's the end of the story
1: Thanks for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, now in 19 languages.
0: Our goal is to help parents, teachers, and grandparents connect heart-to-heart with kids.
1: You can find this podcast as well as upcoming webinars, events, our blog, stories, and more at howtotellstoriestochildren.com and on our Facebook page.
0: You will also find the entirety of Season 1, which gives more background and perspective on a variety of storytelling topics.
1: You can also submit questions and ideas we like to hear from you.
0: If you value this podcast, we invite you to consider making a contribution to keep it alive. The proliferation of free podcasts, articles, and resources on the web makes it easy to forget that real people are behind the work. It means a lot to us when you take the time to rate and review our book, this podcast, or share it with a friend. And if you're able, your financial gifts at patreon.com slash how to tell stories to children, make it possible for us to continue calling out the storytelling voice in other parents, teachers, and grandparents.
1: Together, we can spread the intimacy and joy of storytelling one family at a time.